This episode is brought to you by the Weight Inclusive Business Workshop. Hannah and I are hosting a two-day business workshop on September 29th and 30th. During these two days, we'll cover the importance of laying a business foundation that'll set you up for success, business strategies to keep you on the path to success, business finances, marketing, customer experience journey, systems so you can work smarter and not harder, and you guessed it, the Enneagram and how to use it as a business tool. It's going to be a mix between learning and doing, so you'll walk away from our time together with things checked off your business to-do list. September 29th and 30th, registration is now open. And if you're a dietitian, we have applied for CEUs. You're not going to want to miss this. Head on over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com to register. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight inclusive business the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the pod. Today we are going to be chatting about being a forever side hustler. This is for our friends who have businesses outside of their businesses or outside of their full-time job, and we're going to dive into all of it. Before we dive in, we're going to check in with Morgan. Hey Morgan. Hey Hannah. What were your business highs and lows this week? It's a great question. I haven't thought about this yet. <laughs> oh, please, let me think. Hold music. My uh, business high this week was just, I've been feeling like really in the flow of things. Love that. I haven't, thank you. I haven't been like working a ton, it seems like, but I feel like I've just, I've, this past week, I've been really intentional about making the shift of like, my life is my life to live for like social things and making money in business supports that. And don't get me wrong. I love what I do. And so I know we've talked about on past episodes, like being an entrepreneur is definitely a part of my identity, but I have made a lot of, um, some plans, some impulsive, a little bit more impulsive decisions to be just more social this week. And just like spending time with people just fills my bucket so much. So I just, I think mm-hmm. that's contributed to just feeling really in alignment. I love that. I love that. Even though we're talking about business highs and lows, it still weaves in some personal stuff because it's all mushed together sometimes and impacts each other. So always, uh, not sometimes, always, always, <laughs> always, as much as even if you don't want to want yeah. it to, then. Yeah. And then I'll say another high is that we're putting all the finishing touches on the eating expedition trip. <gasps> Most of it's been like pretty good. And you know, this is my first time leading a trip and I have just been giving myself a lot of grace of like, I'm not going to do everything perfectly the first time. And so just kind of leaning into that, like I had everyone fill out a type form whenever they signed up. And I was like, oh, you know, like it would probably be really important to get like an emergency contact from anyone, from everyone in case something happens. And so like thought about doing that, didn't even think about getting people's passport information. I'm like, Erica and Doug who are helping plan things on 
the Italy side. They live in Italy. They're like, hey, can you send us everyone's passport information? And I was like, mm, hold, please. I need to get that from everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, this is your first international trip with a group of people. And so it makes sense that there's going to be little things that you're kind of scrambling for at the end or like getting ready to go because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you will systemize things and it'll be great. It'll it's be great. still great. Yeah. I would say kind of my low tied to that was, and Enneagram 7 warning, I, I did turn it into a positive. So we're going <laughs> to talk about that too. But <laughs> probably, I mean, I really, I haven't had too many lows, but I think um, I had a moment of panic yesterday, two days ago, maybe yesterday, one of the travelers that's going to Italy tech, I woke up to a text yesterday morning and she goes, Hey, did you get a email from United saying that your flights changed? And I was like, no, she goes, I did. And I was like, okay, when did it change to? And she's getting in like six or seven hours later than the rest of us now. And so I was like, panicked for us for like, that's literally what I woke up to. That was the first thing I saw on my phone whenever I opened my phone and I was like, okay, all right, we're doing this. And <laughs> took a few deep breaths and was like, you know what? Nothing ever goes perfectly when we travel. That's an unrealistic mm-hmm. expectation. I knew I was going to have to make like changes. And so I reached out to Doug and Erica and I was like, Hey, here's the situation. Here's what I think. I think we send everyone in the private shuttle to get to Parma at one o'clock. Like we had planned I will stay behind and wait for this traveler to get in. Her and I will take a train to get to Parma. We'll meet you there. We'll just miss dinner the first night. Like no biggie. And they were like, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Like we'll even book your train tickets for you if we need to. And I was like, it all worked out. And then she was able to like change her flight to get in a little earlier. We think. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Dude, airlines are such shit storms right now. It's the worst that I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. My flight did change a little bit too. I like looked at the screenshot from whenever I booked it and then looked at like checked my confirmation number and looked at it and it, the times have tweaked a little bit. And I was like, oh, I didn't get an email about this. So yikes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's staff shortages, pilot shortages, like so many things. And it's just this major butterfly effect. And then on top of that, the pandemic and people kind of binging travel right now because we haven't been able to for so long. Yep. And it, yeah. So, Godspeed to your trip. It's going to be great. You're going to handle all these little things that come up and Mm -hmm. it's going to be awesome. And you're going to eat so much amazing food. And I'm so jealous. By the time this airs, as you're listening to this, we will be halfway done with our trip in Italy. That is insane. You know, crazy, crazy, crazy. But overall, like things are, things are going just swimmingly over here. Not too many highest of highs, not too many lowest of lows, pretty, pretty mediocre week, which we like. It reminds me of, um, Kara Harbstreet, I think had a like viral TikTok about this where, and it's like, I feel like something that's just like common in the eating disorder community too, where it's like, not every meal has to be a gourmet meal. Sometimes you just need it to be like a mediocre meal to get you fed. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that really relates to business too. Like, yes, some weeks you're going to have like these like really awesome highs and these really awesome lows, but like, you're also going to have weeks that are just like mediocre and you do the mundane tasks. Yes. And there's a lot more of those than the others, which is good. I think, (laughs) I think so. I think so. It makes, it makes, um, choosing highs and lows for the podcast hard sometimes because I want everything to be like a super high, high or a super low, low, like a learning moment. Mm. Um, but it's not so yeah. Mediocre week. What were your highs and lows? Oh man. I'm feeling a little fuzzy, just, you know, personal life stuff that we'll Mm. talk about on the pod. 
in a bit, <laughs> but, um, so it's kind of impacting my motivation and my energy for work this week, which is actually okay because I'm in this transitional period where I'm really tweaking my schedule and setting some hard boundaries in order to make everything I'm doing sustainable for myself because I'm sick of people giving me a funky look when I'm like, I do this and this and this, and this is what my schedule looks like. And also I feel it. It's kind of gotten up to me. And this week's a shorter week, which is maybe my high because after this, I am scrambling to pack up my car and I'm heading out to Wyoming with some friends to go climb and camp for a long weekend. Oh my God. And I didn't know it was in Wyoming. It's in Wyoming. Yep. Seven hours away. So All right. I, just, I just got back from visiting my family in Missouri. And so that was a 12 hour drive on Sunday. And now today is Thursday that we're recording and I'm heading out for another seven hour drive. So please pray for me. <laughs> Lots of car time. Which I think Are is you good. driving with people? Like is everyone riding in the same car? Or are you riding by yourself? Just me and Bennett, the dog. What are you going to listen to? Ooh. So when I was driving to Missouri there and back, I, I meant to listen to some of the BIPOC eating disorder conference, and then I had to feel my feelings. So I actually listened to some, um, just podcasts about life. So the one I'm really jazzed on right now is we can do hard things with Glennon Mm. Doyle, Abby Wambach and Amanda Doyle, which is Glennon's sister. And it is honestly so good. I listened to a few episodes before every now and again. Um, Trigger warning for some of her episodes, though, because she talks about an eating disorder relapse that she's in. So just want to like currently in. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yep. Rough. But the guests that they bring on and just the dynamic between Glennon and Abby, I'm like, oh, such love. Like, so good. Highly recommend the pod. It's been very lovely listening, feel your feelings, feel human with people. That's been getting me through. I saw there's a new episode today because I think I'm all (gasps) caught up now. So I'm like, nice. I'm going to listen to that on the way. That's one hour of the seven and there will be a point where I lose service. So maybe I'll Mm. just sit in the quiet. I wish I would have like gotten my shit together earlier and downloaded an audiobook or something, but there's still time that takes like a couple minutes. You're right. But then I have to pick my book. (laughs) If you need a good book to uh, listen to on audiobook, I'm listening to Taste by Stanley Tucci. And it's like... Why is Stanley Tucci... Why is that in my head? Oh, I was doing a crossword puzzle out of this magazine at my parents' house. And he was one of the answers to... That is so funny. That's so funny. He talks about being raised in an Italian family and his love for food. And it's narrated by him. I think that pretty much covers both my my highs and my lows. Although I will say a bonus high is we booked our trip to Costa Rica. <gasps> Mostly. I still need to get my flight. Okay. I tried to get on my... So I'm going to use credit card points for my flight. And they were updating the points section of my credit card when I tried to book yesterday. Mm. So it's going to be a Sunday thing that I'm going right. to book my flight. But Morgan booked her flight. I did. I'm for sure going to Costa Rica. <laughs> And I'm figuring my shit out. I will also come with um, different accommodation options on Sunday. And we will hopefully by the next time we hit record, we'll have flights and lodging booked. Awesome. Yes. And this will be another admincation for us. Workcation. 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 I like admincation too because I feel like. It flows a little better. It flows. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. We're very excited. We're definitely going to try to make this a more consistent thing. We had to play catch up. So we're just cramming two into the latter part of the year. But 
we'll get we'll get into a rhythm of some of some adminations. I'm so excited to keep this up. So, Woo-hoo. should we dive in? Let's dive into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about being a forever side hustler. And this hits home because even as a even as full-time entrepreneurs, Hannah and I also both feel like we have side hustles to being a full-time entrepreneur, which is a really interesting dynamic to like live into. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I guess like technically I do have a side hustle, even though I work for myself all the time, which feels weird. I was talking with a friend actually earlier this morning because she was she knew we were recording and she was like, well, what are y'all talking about? And I said, we're going to talk about being a forever side hustler. And it's a topic that she's really passionate about. Like she loves working her, well, I don't know if she loves working her nine to five. She enjoys having a consistent source of income and then like wants to start something on the side. And she goes, she's like, I could see myself like just doing something on the side forever and ever. She goes, have you heard of a multi-hyphenated person? And I was like, Mm. I have not. What is that? And she goes, there's like an official definition for it, which I'll get into. But the way she described it was people who are in like the arts space that can do a bunch of different things within the art space. So it's like actor, singer, songwriter, like they can do all of those things. What would you say your five hyphens are? Oh shit. Put on the spot. Um, my hyphens would be designer, marketer, strategist, event planner, traveler. Ooh, I love it. What would yours be? <laughs> of course, I don't know mine yet. Um, <laughs> I would say mine are clinician, supervisor, business coach, educator. Podcast duties. I could Podcast I could host. do that for somebody if I needed to. Yeah. 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 Oh Doesn't man. Okay. Well, I want to like take skills educator and podcast host, but I don't want to have seven hyphens. So, <laughs> but that's perfect. It's seven. Multi. Oh, you're right. <laughs> totally do that. So naturally, I googled what is a multi hyphenated person, and. I came across this book called The Multi-Hyphen Method, written by Emma Gannon. I literally found this like two hours ago. So like I have no clue how it is. (laughs) I haven't like looked it up on Goodreads or anything yet. But basically, she goes in to explain that like the multi-hyphenate is an individual with so many skills that they need multiple hyphens to list them. It's basically a way to like mismatch a bunch of different income streams and become this phrase that she used, which was a career chameleon, which I Mm. love. I love it too, because at the root of it, we're really challenging another societal norm, right? Of you work a nine to five, you go home at the end of the day and you don't do any other work when one, a side hustle or being multi-hyphenated can look so many different ways, but your career can be piecing things together, different jobs, different gigs, and that can be your career for your whole life if you want. And that's very cool. It absolutely can. I feel like every single person I talk to nowadays, and maybe it's just because I'm like more in the entrepreneur space, but I feel like everyone that I talk to these days, especially in like our generation, has a side hustle. Why do you think that is? Because it's expensive to live. (laughs) 
okay. I didn't even think about that. That's one. Yeah. But also too, I think from a standpoint of not just financial means, but we have different skills and different parts of our brain that we like to use. And sometimes we don't get that fulfilled by one job. It's kind of like relationships where one person can't meet all of our needs. One job can't always meet all of our needs. Super true. I think too, on like a little bit more of like a negative side of things, everyone having a side hustle now, there's also some like keeping up with the Joneses going on where I don't believe this, but I think this is kind of the aura of side hustles is that like just working a nine to five isn't successful enough. You also have to like dedicate your time outside of work to do something else. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like grind culture of like Mm -hmm. not encouraging rest, work all day. You can't stay at your nine to five after five. Awesome. Pick something else up. And it really is about perspective though, because if someone like works a day job to take care of themselves financially, and then at night they're doing the thing that they love. Like I know one of my goals when I have some more time is to get some lessons on like being a DJ. I think that'd be very cool. So fun. And so it's funny because I watched a movie last night where there was a DJ in it and I was like, oh. and Wait, so, you watch? Oh gosh. Ah. Okay. Let me look up really quick. It was on Netflix. Oh, on Netflix, the movie is called Wedding Season. And it was about um, an Indian family with a daughter who is like very independent. And she's like, I don't, I want to work my job. I don't want to get married. Like, stop trying to set me up. Her parents kept trying to set her up with arranged marriages. And then there was this last person that her parents set her up with. And she was like, Ugh, take down my dating profile that you put me on. Like, I will go out with this person and go to weddings with them, but this is it. And then you're not allowed to set me up anymore. And then of course this guy ends up being amazing and blah, blah, blah. And he's a DJ, but his, and his parents are like, quote unquote, disappointed in him because it's not the traditional Indian son trajectory. And they think he's not successful, but he's actually very successful. And the way he got successful was he DJed for Facebook whenever Facebook didn't have any money. So they gave him stocks. And now he's like, you know, very, very wealthy. Is this based on a true story? I don't think so, but it was very good. It seems very, okay. (laughs) It sounds really good. I've seen it on like the, you might enjoy part of Netflix. It was a lovely rom-com that felt very millennial and not, it was like a little cheesy, but the good kind of cheese. And it's just like a feel, it's a feel good movie. So highly recommend I love cheesy rom-coms. Those are like yes. my favorite. Um, we'll also add, if anyone else likes cheesy rom-coms on Netflix, Falling in Love, but in is I-N-N. Oh. And this girl wins an in in Australia and moves there. And then it's like a total fixer-upper that she wasn't expecting. And then she like falls in love with the guy. Spoiler alert. She falls in love with the, not that I need a spoiler alert for a Netflix rom-com. She falls in love with the guy that's like helping her fix it up. That's my dream. That sounds so hot. (laughs) I know. And the other one is Holiday in the Wild with, I don't know the actress's name, but she's Charlotte from Sex in the City. And she, her and her husband get a divorce, but she had booked a like anniversary trip down to a safari in Africa and ends up going by herself and then like meeting someone and shocker falling in love. (laughs) I can't even believe it. I 
always love to think about these storylines. Like when we say them out loud to each other, I imagine a group of people sitting around a table, like the writers of the show being like, we should make this an Indian family and we should have two people fall in love. One's a DJ and one's a successful career woman. And it's just like funny to speak it out loud and like, and then watch it play out. Yes, it is. <laughs> I would love to be in like the brainstorming session of some of these movie scripts. It would be very cool. Reeling it back to side hustles. <laughs> okay. So there are the positives of doing like having your side hustle be a creative outlet. There is the negatives. Not, I don't want to say negatives, but just like some people might need a side hustle in order to make ends meet. Some people have a side hustle because they are like roped into hustle culture. But I, I think there's space for someone to be a forever side hustler, which is why we're talking about this. And it doesn't have to have this like toxic energy related to it. I do think it takes a little bit more effort in order to manage time. But I love the idea of being a forever side hustler because it it plays into being multi-hyphenate, getting to showcase your talents and your hobbies and your creative side or your analytical side or whatever side it's not being fulfilled by your like nine to five or your full-time job in our case, because like we both have full-time jobs and side hustles, but we don't work a nine to five. And it's really exciting to explore that. It is. I'm just thinking about what you said. It I agree with you. It's not exactly negative things, but another quote unquote negative thing that people think about side hustles is you, the story of you would never, you never were able to grow it to a full-time thing. And so that means X, Y, Z about your business. This means X, Y, and Z about you when some things are just meant to be a side hustle and it's not always meant to turn into a full-time bigger thing. Part of our reasoning for this episode is we want to normalize side hustles big them up and big you up if you're someone who is thinking about doing one or you're kind of the entrepreneur that's listening to this, you're working at a treatment center or a different nine to five, and you want to do something in the private practice realm or in the business space, but you're feeling overwhelmed by thinking that has to be your whole life. You can have a side hustle. It's cool. You can also have a side hustle, not related to being an eating disorder clinician at all. And that might give you like a bit of levity or like a little bit of break from intensity. I hadn't ever really thought about that of like this, like pressure to always grow a side hustle to full time. Because like, I think that that's kind of been like the natural trajectory in my brain. And that's the trajectory that I went through. I had a side hustle. I turned it into my full-time job. But now like thinking about it, like there are other projects that I'm working on that like, I mean, I guess never say never, but like I don't know if I would ever want them to be a full-time gig. Well, if they were, it would be, it would impend on other things you have going on. And so that's part of it too, is like, you know, you and I being multi-passionate entrepreneurs, we have like many, many different projects going on. Right. And so if any of those were full-time, it takes away time from being able to do the other things. Yeah. It's like time allocation, like figuring out, I mean, you only have so much time. And time is such a valuable resource. My brain naturally goes to, these are all the projects you're doing. You need to make them all full-time in order for them to be successful. I'm now realizing that I very much (laughs) fall into this. Oh, 
I've been stressed. Like there's been, there's been periods in my life where I'm like, if I decide to take this other project full time, it means that I won't have time to do what I'm currently doing, but I'm not really to give, I'm not ready to give up the time that I'm currently dedicating to my project. So I almost feel like it can like ebb and flow. It's like working in flow of what you're doing. Everyone's side hustles can look different. Like it really, like someone could just want to be a side hustler forever because they're wanting to like tap into a creative part of their brain. They're not wanting to like put all of their eggs in one basket because like working for yourself is fucking terrifying sometimes. And that is totally okay. If you are a person that likes routine consistency, stability, like don't want to take a risk, like there is nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can still side hustle for things that you enjoy doing. This is the one that I feel like I get into whenever I think about like my side hustles, like traveling is very much a passion of mine. I don't think I'd ever turn the eating expedition into my full-time career because I think it would take away the enjoyment, calmness, creative outlets, freedom piece of traveling as a hobby. Absolutely. I think about that all the time with climbing. Rock climbing is like my biggest escape from work. And there was a period of time I have a friend who is also a big outdoor person who's a therapist. And we thought about collaborating and having a business where we take people on adventures like in Denver and like have a therapeutic element to it. I imagine like I've done that kind of thing where somebody is leading me through that. And I, you know, you don't get to engage in it and be the participant. It's it's work. And so that really takes away from the joy and the thing that you use to escape. And so sometimes it's good to keep those things separate. So I, I appreciate your sort of navigating that with like, you do have a business related to travel and we also are traveling for our podcast and to do some co-working together. And you're also traveling when you want to and when you for leisure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so it's like, knowing the moments when it feels good to do those things related to work and tying it into work. And there's a lot of benefits to doing that, but then also knowing like, you know what, this one's for fun. I am mm-hmm. not even bringing my laptop, but yeah. also I might because on the plane, but otherwise we'll put it in my bag. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever traveled without my laptop. I haven't either. I can't do it. can't do it. <laughs> I am keeping my mind open to what the eating expedition can turn into. I could see, however, growing a team for the eating expedition where like, it's not my nine to five or my full-time job of like working on the nitty gritty, being the only person doing stuff for the eating expedition. I could see myself hiring a team where like, it would still kind of be a side hustle for me because I'm not putting in 40 hours a week. But then I, I don't know, I kind of get hard on myself too with that as well. And I was like, okay, but like, if you're going to grow a team, like you need to be committed, like you need to be all into this business. But I don't think that's true. Oh my gosh. I think it depends on the stage of business you're in, right? Because if you're growing the team and you're trying to build that up and you haven't yet delegated leadership and things, then yes, you have to be very invested in nurturing this business, right? So you're like, you're like building company culture at that point. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so like you were talking about the flow and the shifting over time, like maybe for a period of time, if you did decide to do that, that would be kind of your more full-time thing for a while. And other projects may go on the back burner for a little bit. 
And then knowing where you're going in your direction and when to pull yourself back out is if that's what you decide to do and then make it that quote unquote side hustle again. Everything's yeah. flexible. Do you never mind, I'm not gonna ask that question. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think you have to make money from a side hustle? And I realized that if you're not making money from a side hustle, it's literally just a hobby. (laughs) Because, well, because I was thinking like another reason that someone, and I kind of alluded to this, like with the travel piece of like, someone might want to be a side hustler forever because like, you might just want to enjoy your hobby. Mm. Like you might not want to make money off of it. But then I realized that in order for it to be a side hustle, you should be making money. But also there could be someone out there who works part time. And that's their side hustle. And then their full-time job is their hobby, whether it's like being a parent and that jazzes them. Right. And then, but they still want a little something that's theirs and to bring in some income or whether, you know, their hobby is climbing and they want to live in their van and go travel around and then see business coaching clients for one day a week. That's not me at all. Yeah. We'll check in in a year and see, uh, see how the not you is doing towards that goal. (laughs) I don't even have a van. So, and I also, I don't want to live in that tiny of a place. I think so. And we can kind of dive into what our side hustles are, what we consider them to be. And I appreciate the emphasis on having an expectation of how things should grow. Cause I know that I kind of mentioned that, that we should talk about that. And I really think I have a lot of pressure on myself about that with values driven group of like, this needs to be like a ginormous thing where people are coming to me and I'm running all these different things, but I don't have the time or capacity for that. And so values driven group is definitely a side hustle for me. And what's cool about that is I hope to, in 2024, to take a three month sabbatical from work. And in that time, my hopes would be to have one day a week or one day every other week to see a few business coaching clients, which will continue to fuel my traveling lifestyle. Like I want to go travel and go to Europe and I want to do some backpacking. And so that's the way the side hustle could offer support as well. Have you thought about what it would be like to do a three-month sabbatical and have passive income sources where you wouldn't have to see coaching clients? Or is that something that you like want to do because you enjoy working that much? That's a really good question. And I don't have it all sorted out. It's still a while away. I go back and forth. I'm like, should I completely shut off? But I also am like, it could be so nice and give me a little bit more sense of security. And I love it to be able to see a handful of business coaching clients for a half day, once a week, or even like once a month, just to feel like I have some fun money to keep fueling whatever I decide to do in that time. You know, I don't have too much passive income at this time besides quote unquote my group practice, right? Because whenever you really can look at your team as revenue streams, right? Like they're bringing money into the practice and some of it goes to me as the business owner. And so that's, you know, that's passive, except it's really not because I'm very involved in it. So that will still be going on at the time that I do my sabbatical. And then I do want to build out my freaking insurance course. And that could be something that's more passive. That's what I was thinking of when I asked that question. Oh, are you trying to hold me accountable to finish my course? It's a Costa Rica. It's a Costa Rica project. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I will for sure hold you to that. Thank you. I always think it could be cool as my side hustle to take that little thing with me if I want to. Totally. 
Totally. And like, and like you said, it's like extra fun money. Yes. And also yeah. we're going to have to record a ton of podcasts before I go. <laughs> or I'll just plan to record too and audio quality or I'll plan to not record. I'll plan to travel too. And we'll just say like, we apologize for the audio recording for the next three months. Yes. Be ideal. <laughs> yes. It was a live from Thailand. Woo. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes. Okay. So I kind of explained values driven group mm-hmm. is my side hustle. I probably spend about five to eight hours a week on that. And it feels really good to me right now. And it doesn't need to be any bigger. What's a side hustle of yours? Yeah. So I already dove into the eating expedition a little bit. I'd say that's probably the best one right now, kind of leading up to the Italy trip. I'm probably spending two to three hours a week doing things. Really, I don't spend a ton of time. But then of course, like I have, and this is this is one interesting piece about this being more of a side hustle is like I'm taking two weeks off from my full-time job of running my design studio in order to lead this trip. And so like, could I have taken two weeks off if I was working a nine to five and wanted to do this? Like probably I would have had to save up some vacation because that would like be my whole vacation for the year. But there's definitely a, a comfort factor of knowing that I can plan to take two weeks off of my design studio because like I'm my own boss and I can tell my, I can give myself permission to take two weeks off to do something else, to, to engage in the side hustle. My other side hustle that I think will also be a forever side hustle is the Weight Inclusive Business Academy, uh, mainly because I am envisioning that to be a little bit more of a passive income stream. It's going to take me quite some time to build out all of the lessons. And so I am definitely aware of that, but it's also not something where like, I'm not going to spend 40 hours a week or even 32 hours a week. If we want to consider that full time, like I'm not going to be spending 32 hours a week developing education for that. Like that is something that is just going to, I'm going to slowly chip away at over the course of however long it takes me to build it out. And then we have our, our side hustle that we do together, which is the weight inclusive innovators pod and all the events and things that we have planned for this. The multiple revenue streams that come with, that are podcast adjacent. (laughs) Yes. Podcast adjacent. Exactly. Yeah. That's something that is our side hustle. And we probably spend, I don't know how much time, maybe five hours a week max probably on it. Yeah. And then we'll have seasons of more or less like Mm -hmm. with the workshop that we're coming up to, which is so exciting. Um, We're going to be spending a little bit more time, obviously to develop the education and materials, get psyched for that day. Yeah. And so, but it is a side hustle. It is a side hustle. And it just like, it's so interesting. I feel like working for yourself full-time. I mean, truthfully, my design studio is kind of like a side hustle too. Like I don't spend 32 hours a week, 40 hours a week doing any one thing. Yes. Which I think kind of goes back to like the multi-hyphenate. And so like my design studio is the thing that brings me in like the most consistent, most, most amount of revenue and income. And so I feel like I've always just assumed, like that's kind of assumed the like number one spot of this is my full-time job because that's how I'm able to pay my bills. But I mean, truthfully, like my, my week split up is yeah, like five hours on the pod, two to three hours a week on the eating expedition, two to three hours a week on weight inclusive business Academy, usually probably closer to like 10 hours for design studio. And then like 10 hours for Superbill. What does that add up to? 
10, 10, 25, 30 hours. 30. Love that. I love a 30 hour work week when you're yeah. doing all the things that you're doing too. You can have way less if you were just focusing on one thing, right? But yeah. because multi-passionate and because mm-hmm. love everything you're doing, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't feel like work because it's definitely fucking work. It's work. But it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Not to get too much off of focusing just on side hustles, but I feel like that kind of checks out. It's like 30 hour work week, five hour days or five days a week, six hours a day. And my like ideal workflow is like three hours in the morning, three hour break, three hours in the afternoon, done for the day. Oh, I love that workflow. It's great. I love it. I'm reflecting on what you just said about it is assumed our biggest thing is the thing that brings us in the most revenue, which makes sense. And that's how it is in a traditional nine to five job. If you were to have that and then a side hustle, that's really interesting because it's not even about the time spent. It's about the financial return in order for us to pay for our lives and take care of ourselves. Because at this point, you know, Nourish Colorado is my biggest revenue stream. Although values driven group is creeping up there to match it, which is crazy to me. Hopefully it will at some point, even being a side hustle, but at nourished, I'm, you know, 15 hours a week max feels pretty good. Yeah. It's a very interesting division. And I think it's, I mean, it's definitely different. Like when you work for yourself, right. Cause like, if you have a full-time job where it's like you are employed by someone else, like you have like a 32 to 40 hour commitment a week to that company, unless you work for a private practice. I feel like there's some more flexibility with that. Absolutely. Which then I know, I feel like I'm like all up in my, my brain's like doing, you know, the meme where it's like the guy staring off into space and there's like calculations floating around his head. Yes. That's yes. what I feel like right now because I'm like, what makes a full-time job a full-time job and what makes a side hustle a side hustle? We're about to get existential. I'm just kidding. Let's bring it back to leaving the pod listeners with some examples of side hustles they could explore, some related to our field and then maybe some that aren't related. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out some side hustles that I would like to would have liked to explore if I had time. I don't have time. I'm not willing to give up. But other side hustles that I think I would really enjoy would be working at a coffee shop. Mm, yes. Being someone's executive assistant, which the, I don't know if that would really be a side hustle, that might be more of like a full-time job, but I think it'd be really fun. Absolutely. Yes. Those are great examples. Um, ones that pop into my head are obviously working at an ice cream shop, which I did. Oh, which you did. Yep. Yes. Babysitting or nannying, dog sitting. One of my friends who's a therapist who I used to share space with before I had my group, she's a therapist in private practice and her side hustle was working at a flower shop once a week because it brought her joy. And I was like, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. I'd love to be around flowers. If I was more of a night owl, I think I'd, I'd probably pursue this at some point. I would love to be the person that restocks the shelves in the grocery store like after they close. Really? I feel like that would be so therapeutic. Like put in your AirPods, listen to music, listen to a podcast and make the shelves look pretty. Look pretty. Love yeah. that. I did that for a long time when I worked at Office Max in high school. I don't recommend doing it with pens because pens are just fucking annoying to organize. Yeah, that would drive me. Bonkers. It was like a whole wall of pens and I'm like, why is why do we need so many different kinds of pens? And I can't find where this one goes. So <laughs> yes. I think things related to our field though, outside of being a clinician, I think supervisor is a great one if you have the experience and and or niche that people need guidance in. 
I think there's so much opportunity on the business side of things. And this one, I feel like I go back and forth on because like, I think there, this might be kind of hot take. I think there is a difference between like a student just wanting to make a little bit of extra money and put together some social media graphics versus being a social media manager and having like the extra trainings, the knowledge, um, strategy, strategy, things like that. Like there is a difference and there's, there's a right place for both of them. Mm -hmm. And I think they could kind of both be side hustles, but I, I feel like when people think of side hustles, they think of like VA or social media. And I, um, agree. Like, I think those are good side hustles, but I also become a little skeptical of people that are saying those are their side hustles. And I'm like, okay, but like, like why? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, do you actually do this thing and have the skills or are you looking for a side hustle and you're willing to learn this thing and like do the basics? Right. Right. And that's okay. Either is fine, but just either is fine, but people clarify. are needing one or the other. Like they're, they're not one and the same, I guess is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. But then I think like, there's just, there's so many pieces of the business side of things that like, if you really have a passion about it, I think there's a way to turn it into a side hustle. Insurance, billing, virtual assistant work, social media, email marketing, other sorts of marketing. Hosting masterminds. Hosting masterminds, hosting business coaching, business coaching, putting systems in place for people. One of that was kind of one that I like kind of fell into and I was like, oh, like I really love this. Yeah. And so if you are wanting to use more of like your business brain, you're like, Hey, this was the hardest part for me to do as a business owner. And through all of the research and all of the learning, like, I think I could really support other providers and clinicians in doing this, like make something out of it. Mm -hmm. Like there's opportunity from us to learn from each other through like the things that we have struggled through. That's right. So that's what we have for you today. Being the forever side hustler. If you need permission that you just want to work your full-time job because either you love it or it pays the bills and that's what you need, but you've always wanted to do something on the side, you have permission from us. You do not have to pursue a side hustle in order to turn it into a full-time job. It can strictly be there to be a creative outlet, a extra source of revenue, a hobby that you don't mind getting paid for. And that is A-O-K. Go be that DJ if you want. Thanks so much for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave us a rating and review. We really enjoy reading them. Share with the business bestie and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com, especially if you want to sign up for the workshop. It is happening on September 29th and 30th. And the best way to register is to head to our website. We'll see you next week. Bye.